show by the way what up what? ladies and gentlemen welcome to facebook as he finishes and twitter thoughts. and youtube and twitch let's see if we can piss james off again today what do you guys let's think? see thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you oops error shut up and sit down business bros, business bros is your show where small business professionals, just like you, come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan CS, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign. And James CS, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. And now here are the business bros. So we got our new intro. The The recording Ready came in today, tomorrow? so I got to... I got to mix in the, the video clips and then we'll have nice. the new intro ready to rock and roll. New intro, new outro, a little shorter so we can get down to business oh, yeah, real yeah. quick. Yeah, right, I mean, we've been sitting here for a whole minute and a half. People are bored already. Come on. I know, dude. I know. All right, ladies and gents, look, I'm going to drop a link here in the comments. Uh, this is the link. your opportunity to chime in in today's show. So I posted it on the Facebook earlier today. Um, we're opening this up to you guys. So if you guys have any questions, any comments, anything you want to talk about, feel free free to either comment and we'll feature that comment talk about it or if you have the ability click on the link you'll go into our lobby here and then we'll bring you on to ask that question so this is beep, beep. your challenge a lot of potential for aggressive expansion so which of you fine gentlemen would like to join our team that's what it's all about right <laughs> i'm gonna be Wait, using what? these video clips dude i love I got it i love it today are you asking people to join the team what's happening i'm asking here? people to join the team click on the link and join the team and oh. Have some fun. oh dude i got some cool stuff that intro is pretty fire he says I, the intro is pretty fire i mean it, it's it's some fun stuff uh just wait to see some more stuff coming up in the uh in the twitter sphere here soon so anyways i got the meme thing going on ladies and gents the I, meme uh, thing I've been talking, well, I, it's not quite meme thing. I took uh, video clips because we are big movie buffs. Uh, and I realized that the movies that we watch tend to be old school movies. Now, all of a sudden, they turned old school. But anyway. <laughs> you ever watch right? that old movie, Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've been talking, I've been doing a lot of talking on online and on social media and trying to get people to really amp up their video game, right? Their vid not their video gaming their video ability right oh, okay 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 streaming live you. online to to help create funner more engaging content so one of the things that i've been talking about a lot is using Streamyard. Streamyard, this is the platform that we're using so if you see other people that are streaming and it doesn't look like zoom and you're like how did they get those images on there how did they get that background on there how did they do this or that it's because they're using a different platform the one we're using is called Streamyard. And uh, so, so one of the things I wanted to do was kind of show you guys some of the cool stuff that we can do. So, you know, what are some of the things that we can do? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? Like, <laughs> what? Like that? Say what again? Say what again? Right? 
So we're going to be dropping some stuff like that. And, and just to make the show a little more entertaining, right? And I'm like, you, is that you have basically, I don't know if it's allowed, but we're doing it. So we'll yeah, see what Until we get the cease and desist. Yeah, till till uh till the FCC starts regulating uh podcast shows, yeah, then yeah. we're in trouble. So, anyways, uh, so I got a couple of clips. I didn't get too too many. I just got a few here that we'll drop in every now and again. Uh, and I want to make sure I uh I we we address some of those questions that came in on the Facebook. So let's start off with those. Boom 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 boom. So we let's got start some here. questions from the Facebook. We got some questions on the Facebook. You ready? I am. And uh, let's see. I'm going to copy this one here and I'm bring it over and highlight it on the show here. So this one came in from uh, Mr. Kevin. Right. Uh, It's already. uh, It's already entertaining. Entertaining. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. perfect. Uh, It's hard for me to speak it. It's already entertaining. It's already entertaining. All right. First question. So what about the different strategies for offline marketing for your brand or business? Offline stuff, dude. Offline marketing. Offline marketing. Got some good stuff there. This, yeah. Well, to me, this is the, the guerrilla tactics of getting out there and talking to people. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. This is, this is the story of our very first business ever. And uh, I can tell you because the marketing that, not very first business ever, very first actual corporation that we built ever. Oh, okay. So this was a computer repair company, right? PCK. The reason why we started that is because James here decided it would be a good idea to take his, uh, Sunshine, or it was a Cox Communications subcra- subcontractor job. Yeah, Sunshine Communications. He, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know for sure. And uh, so he took his truck out there in Proctor Valley Road, also known now as East Lake, but back then there was nothing out there. And uh, he decided to do donuts and rolled his truck and got fired. <laughs> right? So yeah. we had a mortgage. Long to story pay. short. Yeah, we had a mortgage to pay. And so at the time, uh, he was doing things like installing high speed internet and fixing computers. Uh, and the way we started our business, and this is one of those things is every morning, uh, the, the goal was, simple. Oh, yeah. we need to make some money so that we can pay our mortgage. Uh, let's continue to fix computers and, and install high speed internet. So we made these hand printed flyers, right? They weren't very good. They were just flyers with our number. Hey, your computer broken. Call us. It was pretty simple. And I strapped on my rollerblades every morning <laughs> and we would literally go around know the neighborhood. Our 90s kids. Yeah. That's how you know. And so uh, we literally go around we'd pick a, like a segment in the neighborhood and we'd be like, okay, cool. We'll hit up every single house and we dropped off our, our flyers. And it was mm-hmm. literally, uh, and, and that's how we literally started and, and it, it, it worked. Uh, and then we got a little bit fancier instead of using hand printed flyers, we used door hangers because mm-hmm. we were like, we you know it's hard to put these flyers laying around everywhere. So we put right, door right. hangers and we couldn't leave uh, them and, in the mailbox because we know that's we illegal. Leave, that's illegal. And then we got even crazier and we're like, you know what? Uh, this was wait, dad's wait, idea, wait. by the way. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, you give credit where credit is due. Yeah, this is dad's idea, by the way. He's like, why don't you put a Jeez. sticker on that door hanger so that people can throw away the marketing material, but throw the sticker on their computer and then they'll call you when they need you. And that took us to the <sighs> next level. Right. And so now every morning we would get up and we would pound the pavement. And this is one of those things that, you know, everybody's going to try to give you that easy, secret, uh, super quick, fast, get rich, fast type scheme. It's not, it wasn't and nothing that I've ever done that has been successful has ever come at the cost of an easy button. It's always something where you pound the pavement, where you get out there and mm-hmm. do it. But well, we I'm trying to create out- the easy button now, but you know, 
Yeah, trying to well, trying to simplify processes for people, but it still requires that you get out and meet people, however it is that you're going to do it. So for me, the offline marketing is one of those hard work things. The even the online marketing, even the online marketing, like this, this podcast, this daily thing that we put out on a regular mm-hmm. basis is work. It, it takes is. effort. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't just go away, you know, and, and it, I mean, we're, we're not on itself. rollerblades going door to door, dropping off door hangers, but we're still here for, you know, well, at this point it's 30 to 45 minutes every day. Uh, now that we're, uh, on zoom calls, but when it was in person, when people were going to the studio, I mean, it's, you know, a ride to get there. Uh, and then, some time to get to know the person who's there and write up the little intro real quick. Uh, and you know, all of these things. Um, and then the, the interview itself tends to last a little bit longer, I think than when we're on zoom with, I feel like when we're on zoom, it's a lot easier to just kind of keep an eye on the clock. Uh, and then afterwards, after the interview is over, there's always some, you know, residual conversations of oh man that was awesome and you know like that that conversation just keeps going for a while so uh it's still time we're not on our rollerblades we're not you know dropping those door hangers off but we're still spending the time it's still and and here's the thing about uh when you do something like this this platform what this has done for our business is it's not generated anything new in the business oh well i can't say that it has generated some stuff but the majority of what it's done is it's allowed us to meet more people it's a prospecting tool it's a relationship building Mm -hmm. platform and so you know, the hardest thing in, in business is always meeting your ideal client, meeting people that you want to work with and you want to do business with and you establish a relationship and go forward. What this platform has done for us is it, it has allowed us to meet new people every single day to learn from what they're doing, to promote what they're doing and establish mm-hmm. that relationship. Mm-hmm. The offline marketing happens once we've done the show. That's just the initial uh, introduction of our relationship. The offline part is how you nurture that relationship afterwards. Do we send emails? Do we pick up the phone? Do we send DMs? Do we send referrals? That is where the relationship really enriches. And that's where you're building your, your brand or business afterwards. The, you know, this, this medium, this, this online strategy is just the initial contact part. Yeah, no, it's true. So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into the offline marketing. And this is something that I've been uh, learning over the years. So I think a lot of it is really dependent on your particular industry. But those of us in the financial industry can all pretty much lean on each other, right? We Everybody's heard of the BNI and uh, what, are the, what are some of the other ones, some of those other network marketing groups that you know of? Uh, not network marketing groups. They're, they're, uh, they're network groups, network groups. Yeah. I don't remember the names of them all off. Anyway. Uh, uh, le, 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 it's like a French word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Can't so you, you all, you all know about these and you know, you go to these meetings and there's one person who's, uh, an insurance agent, one person who's a real estate agent, one person who's a lender and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's cool. You can definitely get a lot of business from those. Uh, but what I've been learning from our sales coach, Suzanne Romo, uh, if anybody wants to check her out, uh, Suzanne Romo at yahoo.com, I'm sure she'd be happy to hear from you and uh, teach you some of these awesome strategies. 
Uh, but she does, she teaches what she calls synergistic networking. And so that's taking, instead of considering the end user of your project, uh, project of your product uh, as your client, in other words, the people that buy insurance from me aren't necessarily my client. My clients are really my networking partners. All of the people that have customers that need insurance that can send those referrals to me. Those so, are the relationships that I need to nurture. Those are the people that I need to go and leave a candy jar with my name on it. Those are the people that I need to talk to uh, to to make sure that they know I'm there, that when they have somebody who says, hey, I need to look for new insurance, I'm the first person that that, that person thinks of. And that's that's the crucial key. Most people uh, don't really have a lead generation problem. They have enough leads. They have enough contacts. You've met people in your industry. You have email addresses. You have phone numbers. Your contact list on your phone is probably full up with people that you've met, that you've made contact with. What most people in business, me included, the most, the biggest problem that we have is not lead generation, it's follow-up. It's continuing that relationship afterward and being of service to other people to bring them something of value and at the same time, nurturing that, that, that ability so for you to the bring real, them something. That's uh, yeah, the real offline marketing. That's the That's real the offline marketing isn't so much the lead generation. It's the follow-up and the nurturing of the relationship. If you do, if you do the follow-up, I guarantee that if you were to follow up on every single one of your contacts on a regular basis, something as simple as, Hey, we're going to have a barbecue this weekend. I was interested if you wanted to come hang out. You'd be surprised. First of all, how many more friends you'd have, how many more relationships you have and how many more referrals you get on business. You'd be winning. You got your victory dance. I got it right here. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing those clips. Dude. Winning. <laughs> Winning. That's, but that's what it's about. It's it's in the follow-up. Is if you're doing the follow-up on a regular basis, you're gonna win. But people yeah. don't do the follow-up. We don't do the follow-up. We expect that now that here's how the scenario usually works, right? I meet somebody, we meet, we talk, it's really cool. I think they are really great individuals. We go our separate ways. And I think because I thought they were cool, they're going to call me at some point in the future. Right. I have this assumption that because I have the, the podcast or I have the, the expertise in my field or because I have whatever that that person is going to turn around and remember me a right. Number one, that they're going to remember me and B that they're going to want to call me or think of me when they come across a problem. We have that assumption in our head and we got to get out of that. Realize that if you're the one, if, if you forget who you're going to work with, if you're always forgetting, you know, like, oh man, I, I need a landscaper. And you didn't even look in your contacts to see if you had a landscaper on there. Like, you know, you, just went you straight forget, to Google. you went straight to Google or you went straight to your friends. Think about that. If you're doing that, they're going to forget about you too. So you got to make sure that you're constantly being top of mind. Mm -hmm. That's why I like this whole thing about the podcast. And that's why I like having social media out there because they're constantly seeing us. And then they think about us more, more often. It's a way to continue the follow-up. It's a way to continue the touch, but it's much better if you reach out on a DM. It's much better if you reach out on a text message, on a phone, whatever it's going to be, but you got to reach out. If you do that, that's how you're going to win. All right, next question. You ready? Let's do it. 
How do you think uh, the economy or the real estate markets will be in the first quarter of 2021 after being shut down for so long? Ooh. So, so my personal opinion, I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah, I don't have a crystal ball. But uh, in my own personal opinion, this is going to be something where the recovery is going to be at least two to three years out. There's going to be a long stretch of things that are going to happen. Uh, right now, you know, you keep hearing things like um, cities are opening up, even though I just mm-hmm. read today that uh, on in the L.A. Times that L.A. County is going to be is going to have that stay at home order through July. That's kind Ooh. of long. Yeah, that sucks. But um, so things are going to change. Things are going to, um, you know, be here longer than we think, even though you might have cities that are opening up, even though you might have places that are saying, you know, you can open uh, dining halls a little more, make sure you wear your mask and keep social distancing rules. Things aren't going back to anything that we consider to be normal. And so you're you're barely seeing things get uh, get underway. Things like uh, the forbearance on the real estate uh, on the on the mortgages. That's just the beginning cusp. Like you're starting to people are starting to really see some of these fine prints in these things. And so like if you go into forbearance, you're also limiting your ability to refi. You're gonna start at eventually at some point. You're gonna have to pay this oh. back. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. You have to go into default to be going into forbearance. That's kind of one of those rules. And then when you go to refi, you have a default or you have you know, a missed payment, whatever it is. It's going to it's there's certain things happening in the market mm. that we're just not knowing how these things are going to handle out. And here's yeah, the I totally thing. I was thinking that uh, there wasn't much of an effect. And I'm sure most people are thinking the same thing as me, that there wasn't that much of an effect that it's like, OK, they're giving you the option to skip these two months of payments and then just tack it onto the back end. Yeah, well, not so much. Uh, it, it, fine print is fine print, right? And so here's here's what's here's what's my scenario. Here's what I think is going to happen. Um, after we hit these next uh, three to six months in uh, forbearance, you're going to start seeing people go into default. We have way too many. I think the last number I saw, and it might be, it's probably higher by now. It's like 22 million people unemployed. So uh, you're going to have people not being able to pay, not being able to find jobs because on the flip side, where people were let go of their jobs, chances are those jobs are never going to come back. There are a lot of companies who are modifying the way they do things. And because they're going to modify how they run and operate their business, it's going to be much slimmer, much more fine-tuned. And so those jobs aren't going to come back. People are going to need to retool themselves, re-educate themselves. So they're not going to have that income. You're going to start seeing things like defaults. You're going to start seeing uh, things like uh, the foreclosure market start going off. Uh, you're going to see banks with liquidity issues. And so they're going to pull back lending criteria. All these things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. By the time we start seeing a downward market, I think in first quarter of 2021 is when you're going to hear a full-on uh, real estate market is in the tank. Like this is where you know foreclosures are going to start to kick up. Um, and I think by it's actually going to be maybe maybe 
third quarter of 2021, maybe fourth quarter of 2021, where you're where you should have a lot of cash on hand because that's going to be one of those buying frenzies. This is where the banks are going to start uh, pulling back some of these properties. You're going to have a lot of REOs. If you're in the real estate industry, you should be working on BPOs right now. These are broker price opinions, and those will get you in contact with with a lot of the people who are going to be issuing out REOs, which is real estate owned properties. So if you're a real estate agent, it's start it's the time right now for you to start shifting. Stop putting your head in the sand and thinking that the market's going to pivot and come straight back and you're going to be okay. Learn what to do in a down market. Learn how to work mm. with sellers in a down market. Learn how to negotiate for your commission in a down market. It's going to be a different ball game. And if you don't have the skill set and the tools, you're going to let your license uh, lapse and you're going to be like everybody else who was who had a license in 2004 but didn't have it in 2008 anymore because the market is going to shift. It's not going to be as easy as putting a sign in the front yard and everything's going to go smoothly. You're going to have to work a little bit differently. So that's but for what uh, it's worth. If you're looking for a different license at that time, uh, <laughs> give us a call. Pipeline Insurance. Be happy to teach you the insurance ropes and you can always get your license over at the micro schools. Yeah. Exactly. Always so going to be looking uh, for a new source of income. So yeah, yeah. Insurance I mean, is going to be there. That's one of those things uh, where for those of you who do not have multiple licenses, mo having multiple licenses, in my opinion, has been one of the one of the awesome things in uh, the professional pivot. space because you can you yeah, pivot because you can um, essentially uh, refer something to somebody and get paid for it. So in the insurance space, like if you're working with a lot, if you're in the mortgage space right now and it's hot for refis, you should have a secondary license. You should have an insurance license and you should be recommending uh, the homeowner policy. You should be able to provide your clients with an option. You can't force them to take it, but you hmm. can provide them an option for that homeowner's policy. If they decide to go with you, since they're already working with you on the mortgage anyways, uh, then you start building a residual book of business on the insurance side. Right. And that's going to help offset when this market shifts and you're looking for new cluster customers. Same thing if you have a real estate license. You have all these clients that you're working with. You should be offering them the different uh, in, uh, insurance policies. And here's the thing. The way we've structured our company, you don't even have to do the work. You refer us the work and we'll, we'll split it with you. We'll cut you a check, but we can only pay you if you have a license. So right now, right now is the time when you should be thinking about how you're going to offset your income or you're going to 100% double down on what you're doing and you're going to learn new methods of earning income in that industry because it's shifting, it's changing. And if you don't change, if you don't modify what you're doing, you're going to struggle. That's so right. uh, what did Paulina say here? It's uh, time to reconsider those retirement funds and hopefully get intact with an agent that can help relocate those 401k funds in the right pockets. Yep. Look, and I was actually going to talk about that when it comes to being a lender, when it comes to being a real estate agent, when you're doing all these things, you're helping people to invest in their most valuable asset, right? And they're their number one asset more than likely. And so uh, Paulina is talking about protecting the person paying that mortgage. So great job. You did an awesome job in helping them fulfill one of their dreams. Now get that extra license and help them protect it. Cause that's a big, that, look, 
uh, we're dealing with a situation, COVID, that you know it it could get worse before it gets better. We don't know if winter comes in it. In you know, winter is coming. See, I could have had that plug right there too. Uh, but uh, you don't know what's going to happen, and so we're dealing with with mortality rates and mortality issues, and dealing with life. And we even mm-hmm. even without COVID, we were in a situation where we had baby boomers aging out and going into retirement tens of thousands a day. So the fact that somebody could pass away and that asset, that home still has a mortgage on it without that secondary income, that's a problem. So you have the ability, uh, if you have that dual license, you have the ability to not only provide them the protection, but sit down and actually have that conversation with the client and provide them that full thing, that full overview of what they need. And then when you need help servicing these particular things, that's when you call Pipeline Insurance. That's when you, you know, point with us so that we can help you handle all the insurance side. And all you're doing is nurturing that relationship with your client and providing them the value that you need. Um, And as far as relocating 401k funds, I mean, right now there's a, there's a huge dips. We have huge dips in the market, right? And so, uh, 401k funds, uh, IRAs are normally invested in the market. They're there. You have the risk of loss when you have them in the market and when everything's going good, like it was for the last like 12 years, nobody thinks of the downside of the risk. But when we turn around, when the market flips the other way, and now you're looking at your your 401k or your IRA, your portfolio, and it's losing 5, 10, 15%. You know, if you're, if you're, 30 years old, 40 years old, not a big deal. You got time. It's going to come back over time. It normally does. But if you're 65 and you're dependent on that 401k to pay for your, your, your living expenses, mm-hmm. and it takes a 10 or 20% hit, those can be detrimental to yep. your, to your portfolio. So, you know, sitting, sitting down and talking with a financial advisor and having a strategy, a plan in place where you have some stuff invested in the market, but you have some stuff in an insurance product, like a, like it could be anything, a fixed index annuity, index universal life product, something that is tied to the market, but not where you won't lose when the market goes down and having a balance in your portfolio is a, is a good stepping stone as you get older in age. So sitting down and talking. I'm just going to throw a couple names out here friends of the podcast invictus advisors uh driven wealth management those are two off the top of my head anybody else you can think of yeah and uh jesse lipscomb jesse lipscomb of course and so and and these people are are all you know in in that space either registered investment advisors or they have their series license or their life licenses and these are the types of things that again you just need to start discussing as you get a little bit older so you're in the situation where you're you're not you know stuck right where you're not worried about what's going to happen how it's going to happen don't get stuck don't get stuck that's that's the scariest thing that's the only thing uh that that if you took all these years to save to do what you were supposed to do and it just happened to be a um like bad timing just because you happen to get to retirement age right before covid <laughs> hit who would have known right that's where you you need to make a a a plan that's where a plan is effective all right the uh, next question we we had was how how do you rebuild yourself after this how do you structure after this? That's a that's a really good question. I mean, um, I think it's it's a matter of getting out there and starting now. Uh, one of the things that we've been talking about since we since forever uh, is the multiple streams of income. 
-hmm. We were just talking about having multiple licenses. Uh, It's all about having the education going out there, finding different ways, bunch of different side hustles, whatever it is. Uh, How do you rebuild yourself after this? I mean, it depends on what you need to rebuild. We've had, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, but we had somebody who does credit repair uh, on the show. So if you need help with your credit, go back, uh, do a search for Business Bros Pod uh, credit repair. There's somebody who's been on the show that can help you uh, rebuild your credit if, if that's suffering after this. Uh, we've had a bunch of entrepreneurs on the show to help you figure out how to get started in all kinds of different businesses. Uh, and again, you know, uh, shout out to, to our, um, financial advisor groups. You know, these, these are people that can help you put things together today to help you, you know, set yourself up for success later on down the line. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. I'm your huckleberry. I love those lines, dude. <laughs> but but that's you know um, having a plan and and taking advantage of the time you have. That's super important. Like right now, it, it, you know, on the one sense, I've spent so much time with my family. On the other side, I've taken the time to to really set myself up to have an additional revenue stream coming out of this thing, mm-hmm. coming out of COVID. I'm go- I have an ebook. I have a much better structured mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. I've built uh, a network of people that are in the podcast space looking to grow that space. That's why you know you see our our our, our Facebook group here at the bottom podcast like a pro. We we're creating a, a multi-tier uh, platform for people who are interested in starting their podcast, everything from beginning to full-on mentoring and coaching. Like everything that has that has that is going to happen that I'm launching here in the next week or so has come about through the time that I've had in COVID. And so how do you rebuild yourself after this? Well, you need to realize where you are today. Realize Mm -hmm. the situation that you're currently at. If you find yourself in a hole, the first thing you need to do is stop digging. and and Start digging up. And and start digging up, right? Stop (laughs) digging in that hole. Stop spending that credit card money. Stop, Mm -hmm. you know, living that, that fancier lifestyle when everything was good. Start to reassess where you are today and then start to decide where you want to be like, like not, not having a, a clear vision of the future, not knowing exactly where you're going. You're going to wander around because that's what we do as humans. We're aimless and we just kind of float, you know, like a fart in the wind, just whoosh, wherever it goes. Right. But if you have a clear destination, a clear path, whatever it's going to be, maybe it's time for you to change uh, careers. Maybe it's time for you to get that little bit of advanced education to elevate yourself in your career. Maybe it's time for you to start that business that you've been wanting to start. Whatever it is, it's uh, the way you rebuild is by taking that first step today is by making that it's taking that action absolutely today. Can we just say see us first? (laughs) see us first honestly uh if you guys have any questions about that want to get started on anything we have a ton of resources a a huge network that we've built uh through through this podcast uh we can definitely point you in the right direction if we're not helping you ourselves that's exactly right reach out look uh at uh insurance broham for james at business bros pod for me you can find us on any of our social media platforms you can send us an email hernan at csfirst.com or james at csfirst.com and and literally just reach out with a question and we'll even if we can't answer the question i will definitely point you in the direction of somebody who can help we've had over 
250 plus guests on the show in multiple different industries. So we have mm-hmm. a vast mm-hmm. network of people. Uh, if you don't want to talk restaurants, to crafts, uh, lawyers, real estate agents, lenders, all financial kinds. advisors, just, just a few off the top of my head, all kinds of people, authors. So when it comes to write a book, we'll help you yeah. out. <laughs> when it comes to, uh, to business, just think of us as the Google start here, see us first, and then we'll point you in a direction, give you some ideas, coach you up a little bit. We're always open for, uh, for a couple of 15 minute, uh, discovery call. I like how Melina calls it a discovery call yeah, and, nice. you know, get you, get you, uh, thinking about what it is that you want to do, at least give you some clarity, some vision so you guys can move forward. You're why so serious. Why so serious? Oh, you were just waiting. You were just waiting for me to get upset about something and be like, "I was, so I was gonna have that, dude. I was <laughs> waiting for you to get all pissed off and, and like yell at me again." Yeah, and I was just gonna well. drop the why so serious. <laughs> you didn't make me want to punch a Nazi today. No, no, no. That's all right. <laughs> all right, ladies and gents. Hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Thank for, thank you guys for all your questions. It makes it go so much smoother. For uh, the record, Nazis always deserve punching. <laughs> That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at cusfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.